We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Van Chu decided to marry the Princess Zelana, and he arranged to spare the lives of Marco Polo and his companions until the wedding had taken place, as he wished them to witness the wedding. Marco Polo, together with Niccolo, Maffio and Benno, were placed in a dungeon, and after a while they received a visit from Toktai, who was secretly working in the interests of Kublai Khan. Toktai gave Marco Polo the key to the city gates, helped to dress him in a suit of armour, conducted him out of the dungeon and sent him to open the gates so that the army of Kublai Khan could enter the city. Toktai then returned to stand guard outside the dungeon, but he was approached by Van Chu, who stated that he had changed his mind, that he had determined to kill the Venetians and that Marco Polo should die by his hand. He ordered Toktai to open the entrance to the dungeon. Noble Prince, you are now the Khan of China, and I beg that as one of your humble subjects, I may offer you some advice. I want no advice. If I am the Khan, I can come to my own decisions. I order you to open that cell so that I may slay Marco Polo. That fool Kubla Khan prevented me from slaying him once. Now I am the Khan. I beg that you hear me, most noble Khan. Are you reluctant to open the dungeon? I am reluctant, because I desire that the new Khan of China should have the respect of his people that he should not undertake tasks which should be left to underlings. What words are these? You have said that you desire to kill Marco Polo. Oh, but that is no task for the Khan of China. The Khan is no butcher. He has underlings to carry out his orders. By all means, let the Venetians die, and may you witness their death, most noble Khan. But lift not your hand against them. Let it not be said that the Khan descends to killing his own enemies. Mm, those are words of wisdom, Doctor. I say those words because I know that the future stretches before you, most noble Khan. You do not wish to start your reign by doing the work of a common executioner. Toktai, you are an honest, loyal man. And you will be well rewarded for bringing this matter to my notice. I thank you. But I would look upon the prisoners. Do your officers know that you have come down here to the dungeons, noble Khan? They do know. Then let it not be said that the great Khan Van Chu soils himself by mingling with prisoners in the dungeons. If you would have these prisoners put to death... Let them be brought before you. Witness their death by all means. But do not lower yourself by going to them. Let them come to you. Again you speak words of wisdom. I must learn not to be so impulsive now that I am the ruler of a mighty nation. It is well, Toktai. Let the four prisoners be brought before me one hour before the wedding ceremony is to take place. They are to be brought to the small courtyard in the right wing of the palace. And that courtyard shall run red with their blood. Then I will go to my waiting bride. I will tell her that the Venetians have found freedom. And I will be speaking the truth. They will be freed from the cares and worries of this earth. I charge you, Toktai. Bring these prisoners to me in the courtyard at the appointed time. I will do as you order, most noble prince. Some of my trusted soldiers will carry out the execution. I must be there to jeer at Marco Polo, to watch him die. I go now to prepare myself for the pleasure which is in store for me. And I shall wear my wedding gown at the execution so that Marco Polo will know that I go from witnessing his death to claim the Princess Zelana as my bride. Doctai sighed with relief when Vanchu left the entrance to the dungeon and he breathed a silent prayer, hoping that Marco Polo would hurry to carry out his mission of opening the city gates. 
Meanwhile, Marco Polo made his way rapidly to the city gates. He saw soldiers on guard there, and he boldly asked to speak with the captain of the guard. The captain came immediately, and he bowed low on seeing that Marco Polo wore the uniform of one of Vanchu's officers. You desire speech with me, noble sir? I come from the palace. I bring a message from the Lord Van Chu. Will you not raise your visor when you speak to me, sir? Silence, dog. Have you not heard that the Lord Van Chu has given special privileges to all his trusted officers? I need not show my face to any save those of the highest rank. But I am one of Van Chu's trusted officers. I have not heard those orders. You are hearing those orders now. The Lord Van Chu desires to know... If any news has been heard of the army of Kublai Khan... The army of Kublai Khan is drawn up outside the city gates. They have made several attempts to force the gates, but in vain. My men stand guard on the walls. They say that Kublai Khan is now conferring with his officers. Mayhaps they will lay siege to the city. But we are well supplied with food and water. Were you never loyal to Kublai Khan? I was loyal to Kublai Khan. But Vanchu offered me great riches and high rank. I have been captain of these gates for many years. It seemed that promotion would never come. Now Vanchu has promised me promotion and riches, and he has promised vast sums of money to my soldiers. Are there many soldiers on guard here at the gates? There are but 200. The others were loyal to Kublai Khan. They went out of the city with his army. Bid my lord Vanchu have no fear. These gates will hold fast until such time as he wins the people to the side of his cause. Then we will form an army strong enough to beat off the army of Kublai Khan. The Lord Van Chu says that you are to man the walls of the city. He says, waste not your men to keep guard here at the gates. Take them all upon the walls now. But someone must guard the gates here. Suppose some traitor from inside the city tried to open these gates. The Lord Van Chu has one key and you have the other. No one else can open these gates. I am to stay here until I see that all your men have gone up onto the walls. Go you now with them. I do not understand these orders. How do I know that you have the right to give them to me, sir? Do you bring me any sign that you are from the Lord Van Chu? Dog, would you dare defy me? You have sworn to be loyal to Van Chu, and now you dare to disobey his orders. Go, bid your men man the walls at once. The Lord Van Chu fears that Kublai Khan may make a strong attack. I do not understand these orders, sir, but they will be carried out. Let the walls be manned. All men march to the walls. It is well. I do not think it is wise to leave the inside of the gates unguarded. It matters not what you think. You are here to carry out the orders. Go you upon the wall. Do you return to the palace now? I remain here on guard for a while. The Lord Van Chu is sending mere soldiers. When they come, then I will leave. What is your name? Most of the high officers who serve Van Chu are known to me. I would like to look upon your face. I have told you that you cannot look upon my face. Your soldiers have gone up on the walls. Now you go with them. These orders are strange. I do not understand them. The orders may be strange, Captain, but I will not be disobeyed. And because you have disobeyed me, I strike you down. Oh, you dog, I will kill you. Traitor, what do you with that key? Guards, to me! Silence, or I'll put an end to your worthless life. Guards, to me! This man unlocks the gates! As the captain gave the alarm, the men came crowding down from the walls. The captain rose to his feet and lunged towards Marco Polo, but Marco had by this time succeeded in unlocking the gates, and they swung apart. Then, running as fast as he could, despite his heavy armor, Marco dashed through the gates. The army of Kublai Khan were drawn up about a hundred yards away. They were astounded to see the gates open. 
Then, with a wild shout of triumph, they charged towards the gates. Hastily, the captain and his soldiers scattered. Marco Polo turned and joined the charging army, being carried by sheer weight of numbers through the gates. Meanwhile, Van Chu was waiting in the little courtyard. He sent for Toktai. You sent for me, my lord Van Chu? Yes, Toktai. I am pleased with you. You are wise and far-seeing. And because you gave me such good advice, I will make you captain of my personal bodyguard. No more shall you have the lowly task of guarding prisoners in dungeons. You shall be always by my side. I thank you, my lord. I have sent other men down to drag the four Venetian prisoners out of the dungeon. Oh, but my lord, I had charge of those prisoners. I desire to bring them before you. Stay here with me. See, the courtyard is filled with my soldiers. We will have some sport at the expense of these Venetians. I ask pardon for giving you the lowly task of guarding such prisoners. But you will have no more lowly tasks. You may seat yourself beside me, Toktai. My lord, the air from the dungeons is foul. It has affected me so that I, I feel faint and unwell. I ask your leave to withdraw. What is this, Toktai? Are you a weakling? You will stay here by my side. My lord Van Chu, we have three of the prisoners, but one has escaped. We cannot find him. What is this? We have searched everywhere for Marco Polo. Toktai, stand before me. I am here, my lord. Where is Marco Polo? I know not. You lie, you dog. Answer my question now, or you shall be flogged to death. Where is Marco Polo? I have said that I know not. Ah, let Toktai be seized. I will deal with him soon. Now, Niccolo Polo, where is your son? He is not here, Vanchu. Fool, think you that I cannot see that? Now, tell me, what has become of him? How did he escape? That I do not know. You are lying, but I will make you talk. Mafio Polo, I ask you, where is Marco? Ask me no riddles, Vanchu. I am in no mood to answer them. You insolent dog. Drag the servant before me. Oh, spare my life, I beg of you, spare my life. I do not know where Marco Polo can be found. I do not know. Oh, do not blame me. I did not aid him to escape. Oh, well, you shall tell me where Marco Polo has gone. Tell me where he can be found. Or I will inflict upon you such torture that you will scream and pray for death. I do not know. I do not know where Marco Polo can be found, you rebel dog. Well spoken, Benno. So, so they all defy me, do they? Masters and servants. And they shall all die now. Let the palace grounds be searched for Marco Polo. And then, when he is found, drag him before me. He cannot be far away. And as for you, Toktai, I know now why you did not wish me to go into that dungeon. What of it? I am prepared to die. I would have you know that I have always been loyal to my master, Kubla Khan. But before I die, let me tell you that I am no rebel. You will die now with the Venetians, you dog. Drag the four of them to the center of the courtyard. We will not trouble about a slow death. Let their heads be struck from their bodies. Then find me Marco Polo. Go, carry out my orders.
We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Toktai persuaded Van Chu not to visit the dungeons in person, and Van Chu decided that the four prisoners should be put to death some little time before his wedding to the Princess Zelana was to take place. Meanwhile, Marco Polo had made good his escape, and by means of a clever ruse, he succeeded in opening the city gates to admit the army of Kublai Khan. Meanwhile, Van Chu had sent for Toktai and gave orders that the Venetian prisoners were to be brought before him. Then he learned that Marco Polo had escaped. Van Chu was furious with Toktai, who had betrayed him. He gave orders that Toktai was to be seized and dragged into the center of the courtyard with Niccolo, Maffio and Benno. No pleas for mercy will save you. Let me pray before I die. I beg of you. I ask you to allow us to make our peace with our God. Die now, you dogs. No, wait. Tell me where Marco Polo can be found and your lives will be saved. Come, Toktai, you betrayed me. If you want to live, tell me where Marco Polo can be found. I have told you that I do not know where Marco Polo can be found. And I will die in the knowledge that I have been true to my Khan. The true ruler of China. Kublai Khan is no longer the ruler of China. I am the Khan. Kneel to me before you die, you dogs. I will never kneel. Nor I. I will not kneel either. I have kneeled to you, Van Chu. And that is my lasting shame. But I kneel because I was trying to serve my Khan. But because I have kneeled and spoken words of loyalty to you, I deserve to die. Let me be executed first. We will do our best to oblige you. Hey, what has happened? Who comes? Soldiers! Many of them! Soldiers of Kublai Khan in the palace! We've been betrayed! Flee for your lives! My father, my uncle, where are you? That is Marco's voice. Marco, my son, you are in time. Once again, you have saved us. Father, I embrace you. I was beginning to fear that we would be too late. Oh, Master Marco, I knew that you would not fail us. Never for a moment did I doubt you. I felt no fear. Benno, you're as good a liar as you are a servant. Well, Uncle Matthew, we are all alive, but where is Toktai? Surely he was not killed. Toktai is safe. He went in pursuit of Anshu. You were just in time... But what of Kublai Khan? Kublai Khan is in his palace. He rode here at the head of his soldiers. The rebels are scattered and defeated. Oh, praise be to heaven for that. But Marco, how did you manage to open the gate? We did not think that you could succeed. I did succeed and we are all safe. Now come to the mighty Khan. The audience chamber and he wishes us to go before him. The four Venetians went to the audience chamber, and there they found the soldiers of the Khan on guard once more. Order had been speedily restored. Those of the rebels who had not been killed were imprisoned in the dungeons, and once more the great Kublai Khan was seated on his own throne. The four Venetians bowed low before him. Marco Polo, my friend, this is the second time you have been of great service to me. I know of no order high enough to bestow upon you. Most noble Khan, you led your soldiers to the palace in time to save the lives of my father, my uncle, and my servant. I ask no more than that. Niccolo Polo, I am told that you refused to bend the knee to the rebel Van Chu. You were prepared to face death and torture because of your loyalty to me, and I offer you my gratitude. 
You have the freedom of my vast land. You can come and go through my dominions at will, but I beg that you remain in China with me for some time to come. Soon I am going to visit all my dominions, and uh, I ask that you accompany me so that you may behold the many wonders of my empire. I am honored by your invitation, most mighty Khan, and I will be pleased to stay by your side as long as you may require me. And uh, you, Mafio Polo, I, uh, I thank you for your loyalty. I make you the same offer which I have made your brother. I ask, mighty Khan, that you will allow traders to come here from the Republic of Venice. From what I have seen of your mighty empire, I think there could be much trade between us that would benefit your land and our land. And uh, from what I have seen of four Venetians, I am beginning to appreciate your race. All Venetians will be welcome in the dominion of China. You are very gracious, mighty Khan. Uh, and now the servant Benno. <clears throat> I do you honor by speaking with you. It is not the habit of the great Khan to have speech with servants, but you have been brave and loyal. And now you will always be able to carry in your heart the memory that you have spoken with the great Kublai Khan. Oh, that is not a very high reward. Then, oh, be silent. Oh, not a, not a reward that I expected. Now, 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 he is a droll fellow. I have decided to appoint Marco Polo governor of one of my dominions. He is a man of such resource and courage that he will be made the governor of Armenia, a dominion that has caused me much trouble. There are many rebels there, and your task will not be easy, but I feel sure that your efforts to subdue the rebels will be crowned with success. I thank you for this high honor, most noble Kublai Khan. I will accompany you to Armenia when I start on a tour of my dominions in a few days' time, and of course your wife will go with you. My, my wife? You will wed the Princess Zilana before you take up your new post. Let the princess be brought before me now. Most noble Khan, you have said that there are many rebels in the dominion of Armenia. Mayhap a wife would hinder me in the carrying out of my duty. A wife would uh, be a great aid to you, Marco Polo. You deserve every happiness. Ah, the princess comes now. Most noble Khan, I prostrate myself before you. My heart rejoices that you are once again upon your throne. I am pleased with you, Zilana. I am glad that I entered the city in time to save you from that scoundrel Van Chu. And since you are to wed Marco Polo, you shall go with him when he goes to his new post in Armenia. Marco, we are to go to Armenia together? Yes. Oh. Why, who come? I, Toktai, my lord, come. Ah, come forward, Toktai. Most noble Khan, in my endeavors to serve you, so that you might return to your throne, I bent my knee to the rebel Van Chu, but I strove to make atonement for this. When your armies entered the palace, Van Chu made good his escape, so I followed Van Chu, hoping that I might bring him before you. But I have failed miserably, for I must tell you that Van Chu has once more made his escape. My soldiers have orders to capture Van Chu and to bring him before me alive, but you should not have bent the knee to him, Toktai. Most noble Khan, had it not been for Toktai, you would have not have been able to enter the city. He won the confidence of Van Chu. The little I did, I would not have been able to do if it had not been for Toktai. He is the bravest man in all your empire. Nobly spoken, Marco Polo. I find that it pays to take your advice. Toktai shall be rewarded. Uh, name the reward which you desire, and it shall be yours. I ask only to be able to serve you loyally and well, most noble Kublai Khan. 
Well, ask for something more. What about the beautiful women of my court? You are not married, Toktai. Choose for yourself a bride from my court, and she shall be yours. There is only one woman whom I would wed, and she is not for me. Is she wed to another? She is not, but she is not in love with me. Oh, you are sorely stricken, Toktai. There is no greater hurt than that of unreturned love. Your Khan gives you his sympathy, but you shall be governor of the city of Peking. Uh, you shall guard the city for me, and uh, you have served your Khan well. I thank you, noble, mighty, and gracious prince. Most noble prince, I would like to offer my thanks to Taktai. He bade me have courage. He inspired me when I needed courage. And I would have him know that the princess Zilana is his grateful friend. He is very handsome, Zilana. And he is now the governor of a great city. I know it, Marco Polo. What of it? I do not think that you and I should be wed... Before I return from Armenia, there will be many dangers and, well, I would feel safer if you remained here. Oh, no. What is this, Marco Polo? Are you an unwilling bridegroom? I had hoped to see you wed before I leave on my tour of the Dominion. Marco, you must not be shy and retiring. Come, let us ask the great Khan for permission to withdraw so that we may walk in the garden together. Amongst the lotus blossoms? Yes, go, both of you. Go and walk in the gardens, and I, I will speak with you later, Marco Polo. As you will, great Carl. Well, Master Niccolo, does it not do your heart good to see your son so happy? He is fortunate to win the love of such a beautiful woman. Mm, yes, great Khan. But when do we start on our journey? Well, I have many things to do, so we will not start yet. But you and your brother will take the evening meal with me, and then we will discuss the approaching journey. We will make plans with your son, Marco Polo. Uh, well, Mafio uh, Polo, are you not pleased with the turn which events have taken? Oh, I am pleased, great Khan. Then all is well. I have offered a vast reward for the capture of that traitor Van Chu. He has caused me much trouble. Now I will go to my quarters and rest. We will meet again at the time of the evening meal. Arrangements were made for the wedding of Marco Polo and the Princess Zelana. Kublai Khan showered every favor on Marco Polo, and he ordered his subjects to pay homage to the young men. Meanwhile, arrangements were made for the Khan's forthcoming journey through his dominions. Two days before the wedding was to take place, Marco Polo was walking moodily through the palace gardens when he heard his name called. Marco Polo! Who calls? Marco Polo. I would have speech with you. Why, Toktai? I have not seen you for some days. Marco Polo. I hate you. I wish that you were dead. Would that I had failed. That I had allowed Vanchu to kill you. Oh, I wish that I had been killed. Toktai, what words are these? My heart is breaking. I love the Princess Zilana and would give all I possess to marry her. But had Vanchu killed you, you would not have been able to marry the Princess. Marco Polo. I am sorry for the words which I have spoken, but I am the most miserable of men. Life holds nothing for me. My love for Zilana is killing me. I'm sorry, Toktai. Why are you so fortunate? Why did you win her love? If you had been killed, Kubla Khan would have bestowed her hand on me. Although I admire you, I must hate you. Do not hate me. I am not yet married to the Princess Zilana. In two days' time you will marry her. Oh, I can't live without her. Why does not Zilana love me? I do not know. Tell me, is all your love given to her? Well, Toktai, I, 
I know not what to say. And will you do this? Will you do all in your power to make Zilla unhappy? I shall strive never to make her unhappy. And will you help her to remember that there was a man called Toktai who once loved her? For I am about to die. Toktai, you must not say that. You will live for many years. You have your work here as governor of the city. I will not live for one more day. What mean you by that? I have told you that I cannot live without the Princess Zilana. And ere the sun sets on the city of Pekin, I shall take my life. <laughs> 